0: Blessings, this is Pastor Walter and Maribel Arias welcoming you to the podcast of God of Covenants Christian Center. We hope this time is a blessing for you. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. Enjoy the message and embrace what the Lord has for you. This week's episode, titled A Short Date, by Pastor Walter Arias. Let's listen to the message and may God bless you. I ask you that you join me in a prayer. Father, I give you many thanks, Lord. First, for the privilege of being mothers. And for the privilege, Lord, of feeling that being in our wound, which it's an indescribable feeling to be able to have them, to embrace them, to feel that they are part of the mothers, to be able to see your wonderful work, Lord, that starts to work in their wounds and to be able to embrace them, to see their little eyes, their their little nails, their fingers, Lord, That wonderful work, Lord, that you do. Thank you for the young mothers. Thank you because they are strengthening themselves to do their work and job. And thank you, Lord, for the mature mothers. Because, Lord, from them, we learn. All those teachings, all those experiences that they can transmit. Thank you for their white hair because each and every one of them is like a diamond that you have placed on their head, adorning them with wisdom. And thank you for our mothers, Lord, for those, Lord, that are no longer with us, that are in your presence, Lord, because they were mothers and they have left a legend. They have left a teaching. They have left a fingerprint, Lord. And thank you. And Father, something very special that I ask you is that in this day, we could celebrate it with gratefulness to you, Lord, not with a sadness, not with lamenting because they're not here because of the distance or because they're in your presence, but more with an appreciativeness that we have or that we had a mother that was special a mother full of love a mother that taught us a mother that lifted us up a mother that embraced us a mother that gave us an example a mother that was there by our side bless in each and every one of the mothers Lord bless them bless us Lord and continue filling us with your wisdom from on high so that We can instruct our children, not importing how grown they are, and the new generations, Lord the grandchildren and great-grandchildren that will give us the privilege to be able to continue teaching them. Thank you, Father. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. And Lord, we ask for the mothers, that spiritual mothers, for those women that are leaving a legend and have left a legend in the hearts of the young women, in the hearts of other women that have needed a spiritual guide. And today we bless them To all those spiritual mothers, to the pastors, to the teachers, to the counselors, to those mothers, Lord that have been there covering areas that are spiritual and also to those families, those grandmothers and aunts and those older sisters that have behaved as mothers. Thank you for all for the women, Lord. And we praise you and bless you in the name of Jesus. And if you have your loved one there, then give them an embrace. May God bless you women to all. And how good it is that we could take this time and the importance to be able to, to get to this date, on this day that God wants to speak to us through his word and also to recognize the goodness of God that allows us to come to another day, a day where, where we can live and how good it is to live for God. Amen. And I want you there that quickly, if you allow it, that you pray with me for this portion of time, for this special time also, two things, for the offering of hearts that we give to God and for the talents that we place before him and the financial offering, the tithes and for the word. If you join me. Good God, we put our talents, we place, Lord, what you have given us and what you have taught us to bring the gospel to the different places, not only through this signal, but every family that shares in all places. Those that you have saved, you put life and you put authority by your spirit to speak of you. Thank you for, thank you for them. Thank you for giving us those abilities and of your spirit. Thank you for the economy. Thank you for the opportunity of working. Thank you, Lord, because even in the absence of employment in this temp in this time for many, you manifested yourself in a miracle, miracle way. And you even used the government in this, our country that we live to sustain the economy of the families. Thank you for those authorities that you have placed upon us. And in this moment, Lord, We want to put this word asking that it be a blessing to everyone and that you use me with your spirit, that you give me the boldness by your spirit to speak as it suits. And you put in every one of us an ear, a spiritual ear that is clear, awakened and a desire to learn from your word in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. In life, continually. We have dates and you know it. We have appointments with doctors, with employers, with friends, with family, business dates, love uh, dates, all kinds of dates, dates of pleasure. And there's dates we know that never get fulfilled. There's some that so matter, no matter how much we program and we want it, they never arrive. But also we all know that there's some dates. That that we don't want, they will arrive. They will arrive, and there's also dates that God plans with us. It's very interesting that God has a plan, but those dates sometimes depend on our behavior and depends on our determination if we want to get to those divine uh, appointments or dates. And today, I want to speak. Of a topic, and I want to use a biblical text, and we're going to use a version that is very special the New Living Translation in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verses 2 to 4. And the Word of God says, Better to spend your time at funerals than at parties. After all, everyone dies. So the living should take this to heart a wise sorrow is better than laughter for sadness has a refining influence on us. A wise person thinks a lot about death while a fool thinks only about having a good time. And yes, beloved brother and sisters, we have a date with death and perhaps this topic is not very popular. And maybe this is a topic that you don't want to hear because you're looking for a topic that motivates you, a topic that that impulses you, a topic that gives you hope. But this topic can't be seen like those topics that's not going to impulse you and that's not going to give you hope. This is a topic that is very special. It's a topic that naturally we want to avoid, but this topic has to do with our time in this earth and to stop existing on this earth. And it looks like no one wants to leave it's a topic that god that god also looks for us and i hope that this word will be a message to your conscience. i hope that with this word that it shakes you that it moves you that it calls to attention that this word enter into your heart and makes you to think and that's my desire and if i achieve it in the name of jesus and that's why i come in the name of jesus then I feel that I have been well suited and I hope God that he helps to you to receive it as it suits. Come on, keep going forward. Come on, let's keep going forward. It's almost like a topic that was very special and it's been a popular topic within our midst. Come on, keep going forward spoke about those times that we have to retake life, that we have to go in advance. We have to take strength. We have to rest, but to project to a new episode in life. Come on, continue forth. It's something that we have to continue doing. But I ask you a question today. Go forward how? And I came confronted in my heart and meditating a lot through the whole week of what God has put in me to be able to speak today. And I don't want you to receive it like something on that's contrary to the word. No, that has a title that, come on, keep going. And I want you to feel this like a bucket of cold water upon you. I want you to receive it as a compliment to the word that God has brought us. Some words of confrontation, but also of motivation. Some words of hope. This topic is not different. This topic has as a title a short date. It is a short date that we all have to fulfill, but let us not get confused because if it's told to us on behalf of God, come on, son, come on, daughter, lift and rise up. I'm with you. Don't fear because I'm with you. Don't fear because I will take care of you. How good it is to be able to receive it because it motivates our heart, but how important that we understand the whole equation that we understand that this is, Does have nothing to do with a word that is motivational only, but with a word that God says to us, come on, keep going forth, but keep going in me, keep going my way, my way. God wants that we continue forward, but his way in the way that he's looking for. And I believe that we should ask ourselves or better yet, pray in a way and say, Lord, today you've given me life. Today you've given me an opportunity. You've given me a license to awaken again. Help me to live for you. Help me to live your way. And I want to show you a map of a complete outline so you could take notes there so it could be good for you so you could study for you. You could study and you could have a clear word that is simple and totally Bible-centered and Christ-centered for the rest of your life. I hope that you treasure it in your heart. And today the topic again, a sure date. And the first thing that we're going to be looking at is a date with death. And there we're going to see how we live. We shall die. And we're also going to look at about the living dead. And then secondly, of a sure wage. What is that wage? The wages of death or eternal condemnation and the wage of resurrection and of eternal life. And in the end, we're going to speak of an accurate decision. And I want that we get in then, and let us go with the first, a date with death. And to speak of this topic of a date with death, I want to make use again of of this version in Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse two, in the New Living Translation. It says, better to spend your time at funerals than at parties. After all, after all, everyone dies. So the living should take this to heart. How interesting what it says. What's important to go to a wake or a funeral, it's natural. When they invite us to a party, we want to run to a party. They take they invite us to a celebration, we want to go to that celebration. But when it's a wake or a funeral, perhaps we don't give that whole emotion Because it's a topic that is completely different of what naturally we look for. Because we naturally look to smile. We look to enjoy ourselves. So here the writer speaks of the importance of going to the funeral and wine. Well, it's important because we are all going to get there one day. It's a date that we can't avoid. So when we're in a way there before the, 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 the person that has died, that person arrives us that we saw them, we spoke with them. And then from one moment to another, they're no longer. The body is there or maybe they're ashes. And that confronts us because we know and understand that we will get there, all of us as well. That's why the writer of this book in his wisdom said that it's better A place where there's a funeral than a place where there's a banquet or where there's a party. How important to know the facts of death every day of what's happening with the pandemic with this COVID-19, as there's been other pandemics and other sicknesses. And so other calamities and so many wars, how important it is to know that there's people that are dying every day. It's a topic that we don't want to see, but it's a reality. It's a topic that confronts us. And it's important to know because this topic will make with us or will look in us that we stop and that we meditate over our life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Sure date a date with death. And it's not a question if we die or we not, my beloved brethren, my friends and brothers and sisters. It's not a question if we die. It's a question of when will we die? And that's what we should all think as the scripture says, says there that everyone should take this to heart. We should be clear that we're going to have to go from this earth of the living and that what we do is not eternal. What we touch, what we can, what's palpable, what we can achieve here, it's going to stay here. But there's something that is interesting. It's the date with death. And then after that, where are we going? And I want us to see how we live, we shall die. Listen well. And the way that you and I live is the way That will die. And I say it because it's in the biblical portion. The Bible shows me on this topic. The Bible and its expansion of wisdom teaches us that what we do today with respect to God will have something to do with our eternity. If we live, listen well, if we live in peace with God, then according to the bible we will die in peace with god and on the contrary it says if we live in an with friendliness with the world then we will die in uh enmity with god it's not something that i'm saying on my behalf it's a biblical truth that we want to ignore and that many people don't want to hear from it, but I'm going to show you what scripture says. Let us look at two texts that give to this thought that the way that we live is the way that we'll die. And it says in James chapter four, verse four, look at how it says, how it says adulterers and adulteresses. Look at this adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world Is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So it's there. The text explains it. It's there in scripture. So for everyone, for the whole world has access to this. There's a way that God says with respect to life. And there's a way that God says that will happen with respect to our death. If we are friends with God on this earth while we're here, then We will have peace with him, but if we have with a love for the world and for the things of the world, then it says that we're going to die in enmity. So then I ask you now, does this topic? Very popular? Is this topic as it brings applause? No, this is a topic very difficult to applaud because it's a, t- a topic that speaks of a reality that many of us want to cover. And let's see what it says in First John, in chapter
1: 2,
0: verses 15 to 17, almost ratifying the same thing. It says, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, listen well, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So how we live is how we die. How we take this opportunity in this physical body in these years of life is the way that the the Bible describes that we will die or we live with peace with God or we live with fellowship with the world. It's a question of deciding, and I ask myself, and what about you? What do you decide? I would ask another question. Does this confront you? Does these words confront us? Is this word entering into our hearts and starts to cut like a hot knife on butter? That's the purpose of the word. It's a purpose that will illuminate us, that has As a motivation to love us because this word is not for destruction. This word is to remind us. This word is for love because it's something that God wants. It's peace with humanity. It's what God has been looking for. And we remember that all of us are going to die. And our works will always show our relationship with God. These texts is a gauge of measuring. My faith, these texts that have been spoken of, it's a measure to my lifestyle. It, in these texts, it's the looking in the mirror and there I could notice that I have what I have and what I'm lacking. Are you with peace with God or are we in fellowship with the world? Which one do we choose? That it doesn't happen as a man that was wealthy. The Lord spoke of this, that there was a man that was Wealthy and everything was going well in his business and he was achieving a lot. And one day he started to think the man, what will I do with everything I have? And there in Luke chapter six, verse 45, it says, it says, forgive me. The word of God says that this man thought that he wasn't going to die. And the word says there that when he spoke of this he said oh I know what I'm gonna do I'm going to do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna put all my harvest." but then there was a voice a foolish voice in this night and said they in this night they'll come looking for your soul and this man thought that he was that was gonna be able to live in all his pleasure and he didn't give any thought to the date that he had with death now in Luke chapter 6 verse 45 the word of God describes the way that this man that the man is and what he comes out of his heart it says that a good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil and that's why it finishes for out of the abundance of the heart. His mouth speaks how important it is to understand that in everything that we do, how we act, how we live. It's being considered by God or a gesture of peace towards him or a gesture of aggressiveness towards him. The question, how are we acting in this day? I want to get into this topic of this date with death in the portion Where the living dead. We speak of the living dead. And Ephesians, the Apostle Paul said it in chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children, read it well, children of wrath, just as the others. This text talks about a spiritual death. This text speaks of something the apostle understood and taught of how, when we don't have Christ, then we're in an in enmity with God. How humanity has decided to live to our way, to our whim. What makes us an enemy of God. And we could say that we're alive, but as this portion says that I taught where living dead people who walking that work people that labor people that eat but all in life according to scripture they're dead in spirit even though they're alive physically on this earth and I ask again how are we then in our relationship with God does these texts illuminate our hearts is it illuminating you are we fulfilling the word of God is it confronting us? Is, has this made us think of the pandemic a little bit? Come on, my beloved brother, and continue forward. Come on, let's go forward. And I ask the question go forward how? How are we going to go forward? This message of going forward and of take courage it's a message of motivation but it's also at the same time that it confronts but when I ask myself if in this week I meditated on all this I thought if it's worth that God gives us an opportunity and we don't take advantage of it. So then it's good that when someone says, you're going to go forward, take it easy, God is with you, and the person says, amen, glory to God, I receive it, but how important it is that you could understand that he wants you to keep going forward, and he wants us to continue going forward, but with him, not without him, not without his ways, no. Let us do it God's way. Let us do it God's way. The wise man is he who meditates that he will that he will die, is the one that meditates on how he is living and if the life is in enmity with God. Or in friendship with God. This is the synthesis of this topic, of this point. How are you living? How are we living? And I repeat Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes 7 4. The one that is wise thinks a lot on death, and the fool only thinks about having a good time. And I wanna tell you that yesterday we had the opportunity to go out with my family, we had the opportunity to go to the beach. <laughs> And we go an hour from here. and Or we go in an hour where there's nobody in the beach. <laughs> to my surprise, there was a lot of people at the beach. But it gave me a great pain. Why did it give me a pain? It gave me a pain because the people were there. I saw a lot of people. I saw couples that were very prudent, very sound, eating something there. But I saw some groups of people. Of people that were disorderly, people without fear of nothing, in a state of drunkenness, smoking marijuana, with a profound vocabulary, with some clothing that was gross, in a way that they related. And it was a large group. And I started to think, and I said, what is this? Humans forget. What happened to them a week? Surely those people were in their homes with fear of death, with fear of the pandemic, with fear of being contagious, of being infected. And now they don't care about anything. And it's one of the qualities that humans do have that we forget the past. We forget the confrontations. We forget. The moments of pain. The book of Ecclesiastes speaks of the wise man. The one, that, the one that thinks of death. The one that goes to the funeral. He goes and he sees the dead person. The corpse. He says, one day I will be there. How am I living then today? So that when I am there, I could be in peace with God. And it's not that I'm saying to you or the Bible's telling us that we have to be saying every day. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die, die. No. That's not what the Bible is saying. What it's saying is that we have to consider continually in everything that we do, that one day we will have a date with death. It's a date that is, it's a sure date. And how you live is how you'll die. And God doesn't want it to be a living dead. He wants you to be a living and alive in the spirit. So we go to another part. The second there is a sure wage. In Romans 6, chapter 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So there's two wages. Listen well. The wage of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. There's a sure wage. And so just as sure date with death, there's a sure wage on how we're gonna die. If we're with God or with without God. And in this message, what is We're looking for him is that it confronts us. I think God brought it to my heart to evaluate, to exhort the congregation, to exhort the listeners. Perhaps you are connecting for the first time. Someone referred you to this. Receive this word for you, because I believe then... Assuredly that God is placing this because he wants to fix accounts. He wants to call you in love. He's saying to you of a reality. This word should be embraced by everyone. A sure date. And in Galatians chapter six, verses seven to nine, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And verse 9, if you could read it there with me. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So we're speaking of a sure wage. And this text tells us things like that no one mocks God. The first thing it says, how we live is how we're going to die. So so what we do has a wage. It's either for eternal death, separation from God, or for life. That's what this text is, and this word is speaking of, and it's speaking to us of sowing and reaping. What I sow, uh, I reap. It's simple. If I sow an avocado, I will have a tree that will produce uh, avocados. If I sow corn, I'll have a a plant that will uh, raise corn. And if I sow for corruption, I will reap corruption. But if I sow seeds for life, I will harvest life. God, no one can mock him or deceive him. We could say all that we want. The philosophies can say everything that they want. Religions can say whatever they want. But while God says in His Word, and it says something very clear, that God cannot be mocked, what the man's souls will have a, a wage either condemnation, a wage of death, or eternal life in Christ Jesus. And I want to get in there the wage of e- eternal death or damnation. And you might say, Pastor, this is tough. Let me tell you a truth because this is in love. If God allows that we speak it in love and consider it in love, because what God wants is that we have peace with him. And if you don't have it, that today you could look for it. But it is speaking of reality. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, it says the following. The apostle John was taken there in the spirit, and it says, Then I saw a bright white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose faces the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no found place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. So what works? When they were alive. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one, according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. That is the second death. Then verse 15, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And allow me, and let us speak in chapter 21 in Revelation, verse 8, what it says. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It's true, my beloved friend, that the wages of sin... Brings death. It's true that this message, perhaps it's not bringing a lot, many amens or glory to God, or maybe not motivating you, but at least it interests that it confronts you, that it confronts you, that it confronts confronts me, that it makes us wake up, that it reminds us that we're going to die, and that all that we work on this earth, wherever you may be, in the country that you're in, you're going to be here, but there is a date, there is a sure date. A date with death for a wage, for a wage of what we did while we were living, because God cannot be mocked. And that's why it's important, this message today to die in enmity with God has a consequence this speaks of an eternal separation not of annihilation like some show that the human being that dies without Christ is annihilated no it says that he has a wage it says the lake of fire and brimstone eternal condemnation they will be destroyed but it says that satan will be there in that lake of fire and eternal condemnation it's a word that we can't take out of the Bible. It's a truth that the Lord Jesus Christ spoke it. It's something that the Apostle John sort and understood. And it was revealed to him to explain to us. To who? To we that are living. To those of us that are in this opportunity of life. To tell us, come on, get up, keep going forward. But how am I going to keep going forward? With the same shamefulness of before? No. I'm going to continue with the same same problems, with the same um, aggressiveness, with the same damage, with the same behavior of before. No, that's not the word motivational word is saying when it says, come on confide in him I'm going to give you many years he's going to give you more years but for what so that you glorify me with your lifestyle I'm going to give you years so that you live for me I'm going to give you years so that you live in holiness because I want you to be my friend and because you live as a friend you will die as my friend and as such this is going to happen two things then those that die without Christ it says here the wage is a remuneration exists what is it what is it? The lake of fire. It's an eternal damnation where the conscience is not gone. There's a clear guilt. There's pain. There's condemnation. The good is that there's other news. The good is that there's also a remuneration wage and eternal life. And perhaps you say, no, woo. Oh, now the message is getting good, but how good that this is comforting you, because it comforts me, and it gives me a truth, and it tells me everything, but it tells me a truth that makes me make decisions, and we'll get into this, of what am I doing on this earth, but the word gives me hope, because it says that in Christ Jesus, we have eternal life, and there's also a remuneration and wage for those that die in friendship with God, listen well, we spoke of the rapture of the church, the word says, That the dead in Christ, so that you could understand, those that believed in Jesus Christ and those that have believed in Christ for all these years, it says we go dying on this earth and the Bible says that those that are dead will be raised up. And those believers that are alive in that time of rapture will go with them and will be taken with Jesus in the clouds. That's what scripture says. So there is a hope, a beautiful hope. There's a remuneration. There's eternal life for those of us that believe in Jesus and those that keep our white robes with those that guard our life. According to him, he doesn't want you to live a life that is bad here on this earth. No, God is not asking that. If God has given something to my life, it's this, is life. It's something that God does when he enters into our heart, he brings a complete joy. And our lifestyle is a lifestyle that brings honor to God and brings honor to this earth. We're people that when Christ enters us, he makes us go through moments of glory, of power, of authority. While we're here, this has to say that we don't live. No, that we live joyful. The doors are open. The miracles happen. Supernatural things are, are where we walk through continuously because that remuneration that he gives us in him. But when we have that date with death. We have a remuneration that he's going to return, and he promises, and I will come for the church, and I will take it with me. The apostles, Paul taught this in 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 51 to 52 and it says behold I tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed the word of life the word of hope the word of wages the word of what to live in peace with God on this earth. It says that we will be raised up, those of us that are dead in Christ. And listen, well, I don't know because the Bible doesn't tell me the exact date, but if Jesus was to come now in this physical time, in this moment, we're gonna be raptured or caught up. And I imagine that the chaos that will happen on this earth Earth is going to be strong imagine all those jewelry falls all those things and 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 the bodies transformed and lifted up on behalf of God to heaven can you imagine when so many people disappear from this earth the chaos then yeah they will be saying like so many say
1: <clears throat>
0: that the uh, ufo's came and took the people that's where you're going to have a lot of uh, a, a lot of meat to cut because if you don't understand that it was Jesus Christ who came for his church and blessed is the one who received this word and blessed is the one who decides to live in peace with God because there's a wage for living in peace. There's a promise that the groom is coming for his bride, Jesus Christ for his cha- for His church, for those who have lived faithfully and those who have been baptized by Jesus Christ because they are clothed by Jesus Christ. This is a remuneration that promises also the judgment seat of Christ. The children of the dead that res- resurrected in Christ, those that are living in Christ, it says they're going to the judgment seat of Christ. And in that place, there's going to be rewards. We will receive the crown of life, rewards for what we did here on this earth. The Bible says that by the works of those people that we spoke, all of you, when you speak of the gospel, when you have a lifestyle that you're sharing, it says that there's going to be rewards on behalf of the Lord. Remuneration there will be. It speaks of the marriage of the Lamb. Christ is coming for his church as a bride. A bride that the groom is coming and takes him out of, the, out of the house to bring it to a banquet. That's who's coming for those that died in Christ or those of us who are alive in Christ and his return. That all of this is a promise to us. Peace is promised to us with him. A celebration with him is promised. A unity with him is promised. And I want to read in John chapter 5. Most assuredly, chapter 5, verse 24 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also. Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good, say there, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. We're speaking of the topic, a sure date, a date with death that we can't avoid, but we're also asking of a sure wage or eternal Condemnation because of the cause of my lifestyle on this earth or eternal life because of accepting the gift of God, which is eternal life through Christ Jesus on this earth and a commitment to live like someone who's waiting for the groom, when they're going to get married, a pure heart for the Lord, a a heart that is kept in the Lord. And I want to get in to the final point to close this sermon of a sure date. And it is an accurate decision, an accurate decision. My beloved brothers and sisters, with all that we have spoken, we need to Make decisions. You at your home, wherever you may be, you have to evaluate all of this. If you want to consider an opportune, return and listen to this sermon. If you consider it opportune, take notes every time you hear it. And take your own Bible and verify it. Be noble with the word but so that you can make a decision so that you can evaluate yourself and put yourself in a balance. And I think this word is good because it makes us see it's a way of measuring because it could confront us or is confronting us. And it's bringing to us, your reason. It's dictating a biblical truth of truth said by the apostles and the Lord Jesus, what it is to die without Christ and to die with Christ. And as such, you and I, we have to make an accurate decision. I would ask you a question now. What decision are you going to take? What decision are you going to make? The same decision that the Hebrews had to make. And listen, well, when the people of Israel came out of Egypt and they went through the wilderness and they noticed in that wilderness and they got to know God in there, the one that delivered them from the plague, the one that took them through the wilderness for 40 years. They revealed themselves. They went against God. And it says that they did not get to the promised land. And Moses saw it from afar. And the only ones from that generation, from Egypt, were Joshua and Caleb. And the rest of the people that were born in that wilderness... Also saw it. But they're in Deuteronomy in chapter thirty. They're repeating the law. The word Deuteronomy also means repetition of the law. So when they get in into the promised land, Moses saw the land with his eyes. He died. Now Joshua takes leadership of the people, and he has to repeat the law. All of the book of Leviticus, he has to repeat the laws to them, the commandments, the uh, ordinances of the Lord. And he says some words here. And look at what it says here in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. This is desire of God, desire of God with the people of Israel, that people that were born in the wilderness, like Joshua and Caleb, his desire to choose life so that you can live there before you is the promised land that I promised you. Now go in and do what I have told you or do what you or your heart says if you're not with me. But I put heaven and I put And earth as witnesses, as two witnesses that I have given you to choose. Today, you have to make a decision. Today, I have to make a decision. And I hope it's the decision that is accurate. Or I live for God and the Lord, and I'm an enemy to the world. But I die in the Lord with the promises of life, with the promises of resurrection, with promises of the millennial year of Christ. And the new Jerusalem, or I make an enemy, I mean, I become a friend of the world and become an enemy of God. And then I have a recompense of the lake of fire. What a strong word, this one that we're throwing out to your heart in this day. What a good word. What a special word, because it's a word to shake yourself off. It's a word to confront you. It's a word, the only thing that it does in my heart is a desire To take a correct decision, an accurate decision to do what's right and correct with what is left in the years of my life. I want to do it right and well because I have one that is great. The greatest one of all, the King of kings and the Lord of lords in my heart that has called me to sanctify myself, to keep myself to, to avoid so many things that this world offers to say, no, 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 I don't even want to look at them. I don't even want to contemplate them because Christ is greater and he's done nothing bad to my heart but he is giving me life, you have to make a decision. If you're not with Christ, if today you feel that if you die, that you'll go to the lake of fire, then today you can make a decision, an accurate decision to put yourself at peace with God. And if you are also one of those believers or half believers, or this word you say, Oh, I thought I was a believer. And you're shaking, they're trembling. And you say, oh my God, I'm accused." Of, where I'm going is to the lake of fire. That my lifestyle is that it shows me I'm not a friend of God, but that I'm a friend of the world. If this is for you, then today I say, make an accurate decision. Receive this word with love. Receive it as that father or that mother that takes a child for its well-being. They confront them and maybe they even spank them so that they can be corrected, because the father who loves their child will always correct that child, and if something that this word has in this moment, is that God is calling some to repentance, because they never knew him, and others, so that they can get strengthened in their faith, because they've been mediocre in their spiritual life, because they've been lukewarm, and the word says that the lukewarm, he will vomit from his mouth, how tremendous, That the word of God says that some will come and say, Lord, in your name, we cast out demons in your name. We made miracles. And he says, Jesus will say, I never knew you." you. Workers of evil, people that say that they confess Christ, people that they say they love Christ, people that they sang every day, people that put worship every day. They had the Bible in the car, Bible in the back of the car, and they had all the biblical texts in their house. But in their hearts, when a mirror was presented, they noticed, that person noticed that what they had was friendship with the world and not with God. It was a falsehood. It was a life of hypocrisy. I don't know who God is speaking to in this moment. Perhaps this word won't come out with a lot. People won't come out with a men. But it's a word that is conceived in my heart on behalf of God to affirm my life. And I hope as well as yours and all of that are watching it in this place and my beloved Friend, you can't give yourself an opportunity that is erroneous of making a decision. You can't make a mistaken decision in this day. We're speaking of life or death. That's why I say things like this. What does the word of God say then? You may say, Pastor, you're planting something clear by the word that there's a sure date, which is a date with death, where there's a sure wage uh, recompense from the heaven. Those of us that live with uh, Christ and those that uh, don't live with Christ in a condemnation. And then we need an accurate decision. And what is it? You have to understand. it. But I have the answer, the biblical answer, because the hope is in the word. The word of God says. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That if you today believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he is the perfect sacrifice on the cross to pay for your sin, then you can say there, Lord, today I accept that you are the son of God that you have died for me and for my sins and I receive that forgiveness and I convert and I become into a son that's the first thing you have to do is become a son or a daughter and then in Acts 3 it says repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord repentance repent and be converted change direction if you're going wrong then stop going that way and turn around if you're going with friendship to the world stop going that way if you're going going to perdition then turn around and repentance is to turn around and not to seek God <laughs> repent and be converted the word says so the word says that he will blot out your sins and there will be times of refreshing coming maybe this is for you and the word of God also says that as many as receive Jesus and believe in his name They have the right to become the children of God. And today you can say, Lord, come into my heart. I know that you died for me on the cross. I understand it that I was a sinner, that I was living my life bad. But today I invite you. That you enter into my heart. And the word of God says. In Isaiah says. Come and let us give account. If your sins were red as scarlet. They will be as white as snow. And if they were as red as crimson. They will become as white as wool. What a beautiful invitation. What a powerful invitation. That God is giving to you today. He is saying come. And let us give accounts. Come on. Let us look the list. You have a list of sins here on this earth, and I have it here in the books and his books in the books. Your actions are here. Let us go. Let us dialogue and tell me I have sinned with this. Yes, it's here. I have sinned in this. Yes, it's here. I have sinned in this. It's here. Forgive me for this. I forgive you for all of this that is right here. That is what Jesus is saying to you today if your sins were as red as scarlet, they will be as white as snow or as red as crimson. They will be as white as wool, a very important decision and an accurate decision today. I invite you where you are. I don't know how this word touched or who it touched, but today I'm going to do two prayers. One, I want to invite you where you are. If you there recognize that you are a sinner If you there are connecting today for the first time and you have never made a prayer of faith or said a prayer of faith and you've understood this today like never before and you see, I see myself there as an enemy of God because of everything that you preach, but I don't want that, then God is calling you to repentance and today you can make that decision and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior but determined to live in this life from now on in a friendship with God, in a way that pleases God. And even the people, the Bible says that by their fruits, you shall be known because the man of good treasure took out what's uh, good, the treasure and the mad, bad person took out the bad because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So today you could say there, to forgive you. I want to pray with you there where you are. I invite you today if you're repentant of your sins and you know that you're living as an enemy of God and you don't want that anymore but you want to reconcile with God then repeat this with me and say Lord Jesus today today I recognize that I was an enemy of yours. My lifestyle Dictates to me that I have friendship with the world and not with you. So please forgive me. I want that you enter into my heart. Today I accept that you died on the cross to pay for my sins. And today I ask that you enter and take control of my life. Control of my being. Control of my actions. Be Lord be the boss of my life and write my name in the book of life and of the lamb and help me by your spirit to be faithful to you from now on. My beloved friend, if you've made this prayer with your heart, believe me that you have gone from death to life. You no longer will be a living dead. You will pass to a new life. The word of God says that if one is in Christ Jesus, They are a new creation. All things have passed away. Your sins, your lifestyle that is sinful, all the damage that has passed away. And now all things are made new. And today you can live that pleases. A life that pleases God in the second prayer. To the church. To those that congregate. Those who have already made a prayer of faith, those who say that they're children of God, those that say that they love God, those that read the Bible, those that memorize verses, this is for you. God cannot be mocked. God knows all are you a friend of God? Are you being a friend of the world? Because if you're a friend of the world, then you become an enemy of God and church. Don't be lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm. Commit all of your heart. God is Is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. It is worth to receive salvation freely through the work of Jesus Christ. And it is worth it to live for the king of kings on this earth as an instrument, as light in the midst of darkness, as salt in a society that is corrupted and rotting. Today, I invite you that you make the correct decision and stop and leave those things that are still of the world that are embracing you and stop those things that you're conscious dictates, and the Holy Spirit has been saying, and today you can't avoid it, and today I say in the name of Jesus, abandon those places of death, you who say that you're the church, abandon those places of perdition, once and for all, abandon, because Christ has called you for life, And for a new life and an abundant life, make a correct decision. You who says that you're my brother or my sister and pray with me. I invite all of us, all of us that are here, all of us that are home watching or wherever you are, you can pray good God and good King. Today, we recognize by the word the truth that is so great. Of how we live on this earth is the way how we shall die. That if we live in peace and love and friendship with you, that's how we will die and we will be heirs of your promises, but also, Lord, your word is clear that if I live a life with a friendship with the world, then, then I'm considered an enemy of yours. Help us, God, to those of us that have made this profession or confes- a confession of faith, that we have this lifestyle to say that we're the light of the world that we're your children here on this earth to do what is right that and nothing is defrauded and that nothing we don't defraud others or your church help us to grow in holiness as your word says in which No one can see you. Thank you, God. Father, I bless every family. I bless every home, every person in the name of Jesus. And I ask that this word that Satan cannot take it away, but that you show it, Lord, and that it. Be in the heart every day for the growth of your church. Thank you, God. We praise you and we bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And how's the church say then? Amen. May God bless you all. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We invite you to look for us in the social networks such as
1: Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Search under the name Dios de Pactos, Florida.
0: We hope this message has edified you, and please share with others. Have a wonderful day.